0: Welcome to the Sparks Podcast, your go to source for all things holistic wellness. This show is all about igniting your inner spark and helping you shine your brightest. Each episode is packed with tips, tools, and inspiration to help you create positive change in your life. I believe that when you spark your inner fire, you can achieve anything you set your mind to. So get ready to ignite your passion and create a life that's full of joy, vitality, and purpose. This is the Sparks Podcast. So excited to be back. This is Ashley Smith from Discovering Sparks, host of the Sparks podcast. It has been the longest possible hiatus of this podcast, um, and I have missed it so, so much. Uh, Many of you know what's been going on in my life. I moved across the country to Duluth, Minnesota about a year and a half ago um, to pursue a new career in the television industry, but really really have missed this health and wellness coaching this podcast and the things that really bring me incredible incredible joy so over the last week two weeks since i had my big 30th birthday i have set new goals and am really passionate about getting back in this space um, as much as i can so i'm thrilled to bring the sparks podcast back to you I've had some really amazing interviews with coaches and people in the wellness space, people who even you wouldn't think traditionally would be considered the wellness space. But wellness is so holistic and overarching and includes everything from traditional physical and mental health to career, finances, relationships, spiritual health, all of it. So everything fits into wellness and I'm really excited to bring these conversations to you. And I hope they can serve you in the most amazing ways. So today's podcast, our first returning podcast, I am so excited for my first guest is Carly Sumner. Carly has been producing events and working with makers since 2015, but she's developed her passion for helping others to become the best versions of themselves. And this led her to coaching. She's dedicated to helping her clients reach their highest potential and dream bigger than they could possibly imagine. My conversation with Carly is really amazing. And she talks about how she got to this space, got into coaching and how she sustains herself and keeps that balance and excitement in her life and in the lives of others. So without further ado, here is Carly. Hi Carly, thank you so much for being here with me today.
1: Hi, thank you so much. I'm excited to kind of have this chat. Um, It's been something I'm obsessing about recently, so I'm excited to dive in today.
0: I love it. Very excited. So just to get started, would you mind sharing with the listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do and yeah, just generally what you've been up to, what they can get excited about?
1: Sure. So I'm Carly Sumner. Um, I'm based in South Florida, and I'm a coach for handmade businesses. So I really work hand in hand with those people who you are going to the farmer's market, um, those businesses in the 10 by 10 tents. uh, Those are real people, um, real dreamers, real businesses behind there. And I work with those people, the the flea markets you go to, anyone who is handmade, um, that's who I work with to get really from going from a 10 by 10 tent into retail, heavier online sales. So they don't have to lug their 10 by 10 tent every single weekend, uh, maybe twice a weekend too. It's extremely laborsome and a lot of people get burnt out that way. So I'm here to kind of guide them, get that bird's eye view and like how to direct their business into a more um, long-term
0: system. That's so interesting. I feel like it's something that a lot of people need, but you don't really hear about that piece. Have you, in your experience, seen anyone else who does this kind of coaching? And how did you come up with the idea for it?
1: Um, great question. Um, just, I've never personally met anyone who is a coach for handmade businesses. Of course, there's business coaches, there's marketing coaches. Um, and I chose to directly work with handmade businesses specifically because my background is in events. And I actually host for the past, since 2015, I've been hosting pop-up vendor markets um, in South Florida. So I really thought about coaching kind of two ways, Um, one's a funny way and one's like a more realistic way. But, you know, I really wanted to be able to help um, these businesses that I worked with on a monthly basis. People have become my friends. And I didn't think the solution was creating more events and oversaturating this this market where these pop-ups were just like getting oversaturated and people were going spread thin. They really needed someone to guide them on those next steps instead of popping up an event and making $50 For six hours, you know, because it's just so oversaturated in some areas. Um, so that's one way I kind of fell into it or really wanted to like get into it. And another way is I am a recovering unsolicited advice giver. Um (laughs) probably a lot of coaches are. (laughs) And so I would be that friend who would give you advice that you didn't ask for or you didn't need. And then I would be like, got hurt that you didn't take my advice. So I was like, okay, that is not serving anybody. Go towards the people who you, who are asking these questions, like going to your DMs, asking you questions, asking you for help. Like those are the people I need to shift my focus to. So that's also how I picked um, handmade businesses specifically.
0: That is just awesome. I think it's such such an interesting idea for a niche too, because there are, like you said, so many makers out there, ha- handmade makers. And especially I would imagine with the pandemic when everybody started scratching their creative itch. I know I did that a lot too, like, oh, I'll paint stuff and sew masks and maybe I can make my way to those makers mar- markets. But it's so much more difficult than people would assume, right?
1: getting oh, yeah, and, you and marketing yourself. So,
0: and yeah. So brave to like
1: make something so dedicated to make like a hundred of those things and then be like, okay, this is good enough. So someone's going to pay me someone who I don't even know is going to pay me for this. And mm-hmm. then like really have that faith in yourself and your dream to invest in the products, level up the ingredients or the materials that you need to really like be your own business. So it's really amazing to like watch the progress um, through the vendors and my clients, of course,
0: too, to see where they're headed. Yeah. Awesome. So you talked about getting into this um, was a result of knowing people in many ways and having these friendships you'd cultivated from, from these events that were going on. And so I know a lot of what we wanted to chat about today was building business friendships, building business relationships, and Um, kind of what that can do to help you and do to support you. So just from, to start out on this topic, why is it important um, to make these connections? Because I do think entrepreneurship can be so lonely. And, you know, if you're, you're not inherently meeting these people. So um, why is it important to you to make these connections?
1: Yeah, I, I mean there are so many ways, and so anyone who's like listening who who knows your background, you're more like health and wellness, and here I am like a business coach. Mm-hmm. Some people might be like, "Why is this girl on the podcast?" But um, yeah, I really have been focusing on fostering your friendships and your relationships, and finding I know it's like an old used term, but like finding your tribe, finding the people who you're really aligned with, who understand you, and that's really where it does connect with mindset. It connects with like your well being and your health um and being internally so happy um and like living your highest self so i think really that's kind of like where me and you were like connecting here today but um i think the benefits of creating or when working on and fostering friendships that are kind of like business first is i guess like first looking at like the differences between the strictly friends you know you're just friends um and then on the other side maybe it's just like a business a colleague a network a a business peer who's someone like isn't a friend and then in that middle you're finding someone who's a blend of that friendship who understands you who will take out the time to um, chat with you um you know be your buddy at a market um text you when you're not working And then, you know, a little bit of that business side too, of like seeing the picture, giving advice, um, giving tips in there. And then you start to see like, what are the differences, you know, of those kind of polar relationships and in a friendship from my experience, at least, and I know I'm not the only one here is let's paint the picture. Like you meet up with your friend, um, who you've known since college maybe, and you're both entrepreneurs and you're both in business. And what's the first thing you guys talk about? You're going to talk about maybe a little bit of business. You're going to talk about like who's dating who, your kids, your husband, your parents. You're going to talk about like the fun stuff to talk about. And then two hours goes by and you've brushed on business or Like you did talk about business, but you have to like continuously keep going back and forth with each other. Like, and what did you think? And what did you think? Um, so that's really where a business friendship, you're able to like, you have their best interest. Mm
0: -hmm. You want
1: them to succeed because them succeeding, you are succeeding. Um, your limits, um, you're not giving those limiting beliefs. Whereas like a friend would be like, oh, I don't know if people are gonna buy your soap. You think they're really gonna buy like five dollars worth of soap? Or like, how many bars of soap do you need to like make a living? Like though, like they're doing it out of their best interest. Um, but more times than not, a friend friend will will push on those limiting beliefs and those limiting um kind of thoughts to you instead of where a business friend is probably going to be they could be realistic but they're going to be more encouraging um let's figure it out how to do this and they're going to know like the logistics and behind the scenes of growing a business as well yeah um so that's just like a little example of like what you can really get from a a friend business relationship and creating that network for
0: yourself Absolutely. I love that. And I love what you started with about, you know, just general connections. Um, I think when I talk about wellness, it's very holistic and it's not just physical health and mental health. It includes career um, relationships, friendships, finances, everything under the sun. And it is so important, I think, to to anyone's anyone's life but especially people creating their own businesses to have that foundation um, of good relationships um, and connections and I was also thinking um, as you talked about oh gosh I just totally blanked where was I going with that Um, oh yeah the friendships versus business friendships how Many people, if they're not a business owner or not trying to pursue that type of passion, and they might have a different type of passion, but it's harder for them to see what the the big picture could look like. So when you're talking about you really need that many bars of soap, like you said, it's not to be a jerk about it. It's because their mindset's not there. They're not in that business with you. And I think it's amazing to have those business friendships who are leveling you up um, because, you know, some of the best advice we can get is make sure the people that you're surrounding yourselves with are better than you (laughs) because they're going to challenge you. Yeah. Challenge you to make you learn and grow. And, and so I'm, I'm totally with you. Um, I found some groups here where I live that are just business women, business leaders, business owners, and the vibe you get in that room is one of, Oh my God, how can we make you succeed? Mm-hmm. And it's not competitive, which is amazing. I'm curious, in your experience, um, do you find that too that there's not really the competition that people might think there is in some of these spaces?
1: I totally agree. Like, I think that we make up these stories in our head, and I think it's from like maybe watching too much TV and like, you know, daydreaming into like, oh my gosh, if I ask this person, you know, going into like my sector, which is the events going into that. Like if I ask this person like where they got their packaging or you know if they'd recommend this big event or how much they paid for something, they're gonna just tell me no. They're gonna like be like, no way there's this competition. But it's the like that's just from TV because that's drama. That's better to watch than someone going up to someone being like, hi uh where'd you get your packaging from? Like, you mm-hmm. know, they're gonna be like, oh my God, thank you first. Thank you for liking it. So cool. I got it on this website. There will be some people who are a little bit more not so open to sharing because it might be a little more of their secret sauce but that's totally okay and i think that's totally understandable for someone not to give over that information but i think in today's day like internet you can find anything so if Mm -hmm. someone's kind of gatekeeping there it might be for a specific reason but i i do find that competition within these markets it really kind of gets shut down. I was just speaking with um, one of my clients and two other girls at an event, Um, not my own event, but they were actually just all there together. And um, they're saying, oh my gosh, everyone's so nice at all the markets. I haven't really met anyone who like is competitive or like I sell like custom tumblers and I don't care how many other people sell custom tumblers, like good, you have your own style. It's great that you're doing it, awesome. And I really feel like there's not that many places that will accept like cattiness or super competition. You're just not gonna get accepted to those events anymore. And then those circuits get kind of smaller and smaller um, of the only the good people, the people who care about community, because in business, especially small business, it really is about um, growing that community and everyone kind of like helping each other out and supporting each other's businesses
0: right i think it's it's kind of a uh trend taking the world by storm right now to be uplifting of others in your industry um just because you know a rising tide lifts all boats as they say and i know especially in the coaching industry i'm sure you've you've felt this too that there's a lot that's said frequently about if you're doing the same type of coaching as somebody else, it doesn't matter because the message is different or the way you're delivering it is different or you as a human being are a different person and somebody is out there looking for what you're offering. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, if somebody else was doing makers coaching like you are, it wouldn't be the same way that you're doing it, you know? Um, and I think it's, so I'm you're, the way you're explaining it, it seems the same in these makers situations as well. So I feel like more and more each day, New industries are embracing this idea that let's stop the competition, and <laughs> help each other grow because there's enough business out there for all of us. And I think it's beautiful. Yeah,
1: I think so, too, especially if when when makers and businesses focus on growing their Internet presence, their email marketing campaign, that's really where like you're able to reach so many more people directly um, in an active approach to marketing and then there's that it's limitless once you are able to tap into focusing. Like I said, like I'm getting people less, you know, from their pop ups into less pop ups or more. Um, their average order values are higher, their sales are coming in, you know, like more valuable, for lack of better words, like markets that they're doing. So they're doing less, but they're making the same money from markets and they're focusing on, they're taking that time to focus on inner. The internet focus on their online sales, and um and maybe even reinvest in getting staff, getting that investment from uh, a marketing team or social media social media managing and ad sales and stuff like that, and they're able to like put it back into their business.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Well, let's talk about it, what advice you would have for business owners or makers or whomever that are trying to develop these these friendships, these really business relationships how do you start? What do you do? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, well, good thing for Instagram and good thing for like, if you're at an event, um, just one, be you, um, people are going to like you for you, um, realize I feel like just like calming your nerves. If you are nervous about making friends or you have this in the back of your head that someone's going to be catty or mean to you, um, just like one, like think into like where that even comes from and ask yourself like is this true is this person really going to like shut me down if i say hello or are they going to like try to like use me or get something out of it like whatever story we make up in our head like um try to like really like think about where that comes from if you are having trouble making these friendships or nervous like of like getting to that point of like saying hello reaching out over um instagram or something like that but i would honestly I always tell people and I have a checklist for like preparing for pop-ups from like prep to, you know, wrapping up. And that's one of the things on the wrap up list. I say like, if you made any friends at, if your neighbors at the market were there, um, go around and look at that list and DM all of those new makers that you kind of just made friends with and say, Hey, like, how cool would that be if you got a dm or a message from someone that said like hey i saw you at the market and didn't have a chance but like your all your setup looked great um so cool like i'm following you now so like let's keep in touch um and then it's gonna this is the long game you know like being a maker no surprise to anybody like is not a, a quick cash thing you know it is a long investment so some so are these friendships too so Um, Take your time with it. You know, it's going to take months or a year to really feel at home with these people, um, but you'll see the benefits roll in, especially when you need to DM someone or you're having a really hard time in your business um, and you think about giving up or you just don't know how to like problem solve or get into a market. They can send you a recommendation. Um, If you're wondering how they got into that local boutique down the road, they might be able to recommend you or like um, connect you that way as well. Um, Collaboration. So those are some of the benefits um, of getting out there and making those friendships happen. But um, you asked for advice on how to do it, but I would do that. I would really just like let all the nerves go away. And understand like if you don't have too many markets around you, join an online, join an online group, join a mastermind. Like I have, I'm not self-promoting, but I have an incubator, of course. Um, if you're looking, and one of our big pillars is um community and collaboration and friendship. So um that's a huge thing there. You can always invest on a mastermind if you're looking to reach outside of your physical location.
0: Absolutely. And I love your advice. That you give to the makers to to drop into the dms of everybody in the stalls around you i think that's amazing and you can do that if you're not a maker i do that a lot just on instagram if i see somebody just drop in and say hey i love i love your profile it looks great i'm loving what you're doing thank you for i'm glad to be following you and i've noticed a lot of good feedback from that you normally get a return follow or a return message and people just appreciate being seen i think which is really awesome. So I wanted to ask you just to step to the side from the business relationships a little bit, because you also are obviously a business owner yourself. You have this amazing thing that you're doing. um, And a lot of people are building businesses right now. um, And there's the Big question around work-life balance. I know um, I'm uh, got a full-time job and building this on the side. I think you're doing yours full-time, right? Um, I'm
1: doing yeah, I'm doing it full-time, yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um and I think it can be so much because especially for you, I would imagine doing it full-time. It can take up every waking hour of your day if if you want it to. You know if you're not keeping it keeping it um, in check. So how does that work for you? What advice would you give to people building their own businesses or um, putting in the effort to just allow themselves to be a person sometimes (laughs) to take a break? Uh, What's your advice for for folks?
1: Uh, I feel like I'm not the best of people to ask this question to because I come from the world of events and we that's probably like one of the faults. Like I always say like people who are in events industry, like are missing a screw in their head because like, why (laughs) did we ever get into this industry? Like we're working 12 hour days at an event that lasts only four hours or so, you know, plus the planning and everything. Um, So I'm not the best (laughs) at this because I do take joy out of like being productive too. So sometimes like it is fun. Like I honestly... I unfortunately don't have a hobby right now. Like I was playing football (laughs) and I'll probably get back into it. But like, I guess I don't have a hobby right now, which is really sad. I didn't realize that until right now.
0: Your business (laughs) is your hobby. (laughs)
1: Um, But like, it does keep me going. Like my own business, like, you know, keeps me engaged. It is fun. I get to talk to different people, make these connections like here today. Um, I do get to luckily travel. So my, my business is kind of like split into threes. Um, so I do have coaching as a third. I do produce my own event. And then because I've been in the event industry, I went to school for hospitality. I do have like two clients that still will like book me and stuff to produce like bigger events for them. So I'm trying to like slowly get out of that, but it's what I, (laughs) Oh, your cat. Um, it is like the most well-known thing that I like on the back of my hand can like do. And I get to travel for that too. They're usually like out of state gigs and stuff like that. So I kind of, I don't know. I don't have all in all, I have no idea how to get
0: my work balance. I think you said something really important there, which is like that your work is giving you life. And I think that that is when you when that stops happening is when you need to take that break and do that work-life balance because it can, you can burn out on something you love. And so it feels to me like you don't necessarily need that right now, you know, (laughs) and, and some people do like, I occasionally need to last night, for example. So I'm running a challenge right now where we're waking up really early in the morning. (laughs) And yesterday um, I typically come home and work on, on this business And yesterday I said, I cannot look at a single book or, you know, create a single piece of content. I need to sit on the couch and stare at the TV. And it's, I think the advice that I got from what you were saying is it's kind of, you just need to know when it's time for you to take a break.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, I do think that too. Cause some days I can't like, I'm like, I just, why can't I do this? I don't even know. But like I do, you know, working for myself, I do break up the day. Um, like me, my my boyfriend will come over for lunch a lot. It's a nice breakup in the day. Um, and then we are like planning to do spend a summer in either like upstate New York or somewhere and like be able to venture out, do hikes, get a change of scenery. So we're really looking forward to that as well. And, um, yeah, I think when you know, you like, just listen to yourself and know that like, if you need to tap out or if you need to just like go grab drinks with a friends or go for a walk or go like I live near the beach. If you need to do those things, like allow yourself, like don't get upset with yourself. Um, if you're not hitting these markers. And usually if I have like an hour left in the day and I might not feel like I do stop pretty much like at five or five 30. Um, mm-hmm. And, and um, I haven't been enjoying cooking lately too. So maybe <laughs> that's a little bit of a hobby. Yeah. Um, but i mean i usually stop at 5 some nights i'll take a break and do put in like another hour or so but if i do have like an hour or 2 hours left to work and i'm kind of stressed i'm like what two or three tasks can i get done that's most important yeah. to my business you know what's really going to like move the needle, connect the dots here, what really needs to get done. And I think I asked myself that a lot. And like a lot of like unimportant stuff just like falls off. Like it's not needed. It's tedious. It doesn't even need to be done. Yep. So I think I've been practicing that quite a bit.
0: So um to make those like bigger moves happen. I love that. It reminds me of there's a book I read one time, I think it was one of Nicholas Sparks or something, but he talked about um oh as james patterson he talked about juggling the balls and one of them is the glass ball um and that's the one that can't drop and you need to remember which one is the glass ball and everything else can fall and you can pick it back up again and it's fine so i think that's really great advice
1: yeah and i did also fail to mention that my so in my flamingo flea business, my mom works for me. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> um, so that also helps with like offloading some tasks, or so, like outsourcing. And then I do have a part-time VA that helps me. She's probably been for two months, so she's still in the training period. So I'm really looking forward to in maybe like another month or two where she's more like independent and um, not productive but like more on her own, then that'll really be paying off there. So oh, yeah. I also do suggest offloading and outsourcing yes. where you can, even if you don't think you can afford it, like getting that time back is like worth the money most of the time.
0: Absolutely. Great advice. Yeah. So I have a couple of questions I ask everybody on the podcast. So I'm going to launch into those. Um, the first is what are you consuming right now in terms of reading TV shows, music, whatever it is, what is something that's just engaging you right now?
1: Oh my gosh. So on the spot, I feel like everyone's <laughs> a really fancy book or something. Um, oh, okay. I am off the wagon of this. I feel like kind of like you said, like binging out on, not binging out, but like relaxing the brain on, um, On the off time. Um, I just started Ted Lasso and that just like love it. (laughs) I I can't do negative. I know that like if I binge watch like something negative, like I'm person becomes that person. And like I notice my moods and my patterns are reflect that. So I like stay away from that because I have absolutely no self-control when it comes to like I don't keep snacks in my house because they will be gone in a day. I don't really binge watch things because I will pay the consequences. Um, and I'm really getting into um the quantum leaping because each month for my incubator, we have a new, like kind of area of focus. So we're going to be focusing on how to quantum leap and really like perfect our mindset and becoming like our future selves. So I'm kind of like tapping in, not trying to go down too far of the rabbit hole yet. Like really so like self-control take in and like absorb that information. Um, Yeah we had a similar coach and I like really was like dumbstruck or like aha moment when Allie taught us about the um be do have method. And I think that was like a really big game changer for me. And that's kind of like similar with quantum leaping as well.
0: Mm, awesome. Yeah. I'll have to look into quantum leaping. I haven't done a lot of research in that area. So, yeah. okay. Second question. So, this is the Sparks podcast, um, and my business is called Discovering Sparks. And it kind of came from the idea that um, every day I wanted to live my life discovering different sparks, things that gave me joy. And whether it be just seeing a tulip or, you know, getting a smile from someone on the road or the big things that just light you up. Um, so, I love to ask my guests what's something that's really sparking joy for you right now? those little things I feel like
1: I get so much joy out of just like waking up so I live in South Florida I know like most places right now it's like really cold but like just appreciating um what I have Mm -hmm. right now you know and not needing anything more um like enjoying the nice weather the nature I think that's really what's just like uplifting me and really just acknowledging the hard work that I've put in. I know that sounds like maybe like conceited or selfish, but I think for a long time, I really struggled with like understanding my own worth. So I do make sure to remind myself like, Oh, that was good. I always give myself like, oh, you did it. Yes, you did it. Like, okay. Like what you just said was really smart, Harley. what did you said was really smart. Okay. Give yourself, you know, like you figured this out or like you did it. And like, so I've been like really like nurturing myself in that. So that's been like sparking me lately.
0: I think that is amazing. And something that people don't do enough. I think it was Jen Gottlieb has a podcast and I believe it was her who said, um, to keep a badass list just in your phone of all the things in your life that you accomplished that are just freaking awesome. And um, it's a game changer when you finally write them all down. Like, look at all of these things I have done. Wow, yeah. good for me. It's just a great reminder because you can get so lost in it, especially you know those quotes where people say, um, the you today is the person two years ago that was hoping they would get to this place. Remember that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, a friend that turned into a vendor, she uh, she turned me on to the to-do list. So you make a to-do list, but also sometimes you need a to-do list as well. Yes,
0: I love up. that. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> More PG than the yeah. bad list. Yeah. Um, yeah. Final one of my hard questions. <laughs> it's not hard. Um, so... Uh, can you give a quick pep talk, like one sentence? What would you say to somebody who's building their business and just struggling? They're feeling down on themselves. They're feeling like they'll never get there. They'll never accomplish it. Just a quick pep talk for that person.
1: Okay. Let me like visualize this person. Um, <clears throat> I'm more of like an advice giver on this and like, I'm not really sentimental, but yes. like I would say, make a list in your life of other people who are doing it. Not to be jealous, not to see what like you don't have, but especially people who are like close in your network, make that list, make that list of other entrepreneurs, uh, make that list of other people who are just like kicking ass, kicking butt, you know, who did make it. And then even go a little bit further than that. Who are some people you see on the internet that can do it? Like you can do it too. Like you 100% can do this. Um, if they can do it, there's no reason why you can't do it either. You have it within you. Um, just stick with it because anyone who I've met like all different levels of business, like that's the biggest thing. Just stick with it, keep your head level. Um, find that business bestie that you need, whether it's someone in your direct network or you know, like look on, looking on the internet to find like a Facebook group or investing in a mastermind or an incubator, like get that kind of support that you are
0: striving for. Yes. I love that. that I was- Just do it. Right. That's the best piece of advice. You really just, just do it. You got it. Stick with it. (laughs) Well, thank you. And I want, before we sign off, I just want to ask you to share where people can find you more about you, more about your um, business incubator, all that good stuff.
1: Sure. So again, thank you so much for having me here today. It's been so much fun. I always like, again, like you just don't get, like, I was like, I'm going to do this podcast. It'll be fun. But you just like, don't, there's no replacing conversation. There's no replacing like getting to know someone. There's no replacing that. You just, you just can't. There's community is irreplaceable. Connection, we're humans. We crave that. We need that. So thank you so much. Um, so again, I'm Carly. Um, I run at Mission Vision Action, which is a coaching for makers and I have a incubator for those handmade businesses called making it. Um, it is a year long 12 months incubator full of support and advice and coaching and consulting, um, everything you kind of are searching out there for if you're craving that community, you're looking for that next step in your business, whether you're starting plateauing or you're kind of like skyrocketing and you just need that extra, um, you know co-pilot that's what it's basically all about absolutely yeah, so thank you so much
0: yeah so please all my followers go follow Carly if you're a maker definitely check into her business incubator very exciting and Carly this has been so much fun thank you for being a part of the podcast and I can't wait to see what comes next for you yes thank you so much Oh my gosh, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Carly Sumner. I thought it was fantastic, and she had so many good insights about business, friendships, and relationships. And I hope, regardless of if you have a business or if you're just building your life, that you put some of those tips into practice. Thank you for tuning in to this first return episode of the Sparks Podcast. I can't wait to bring you more good stuff please like, subscribe, leave a comment, um, and tell me what you think about this. And if you loved it, please share it with your followers on your Instagram, on your Facebook, wherever you can share it. Send me a DM if you have podcast topic ideas or things you think that I should feature on this podcast and tune in next week. Thank you so much for listening.